So well, welcome to the first edition of Coffee Corner, where we hope we'll bring information that's helpful to you in developing your career, you personally, and give guidance. We will bring you interviews from a diverse group of professionals, and we hope at least one thing resonates with you. <clears throat> Excuse me. So today we've got with us the very first gentleman who's starting off our Coffee Corner, um, who has risen above obstacles and is a 13 store owner with Dairy Queen and also has his fingers and other things. But please welcome Jeff Pennington from Wells Point, Texas. Hi, Jeff. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. Are you excited to do this? I just can't tell you. <laughs> well, we chose you because of everything, all of your background and how you got from where you very when you started to where you are now, um, the different things that you've done. So we were thinking about you to start this off because of the knowledge that you can share with our listeners today. So I wanted you just to start off by just introducing yourself, um, but personally first. Okay. Well, like I said, my name is Jeff Pennington. I uh, live in Wills Point, Texas. I'm married to my lovely wife, Susan, who's just recently retired from American Airlines as a flight attendant. I have one daughter, Brittany, who uh, uh, lives in Frisco, works for uh, Texas Legends Basketball. Um, three dogs, five cats, uh, and now 14 Dairy Queens. 14 so, now. So yeah. we got that's right. I have a business partner, Chris, that uh, uh, is in uh, business with me to help me uh, run all these uh, fun stuff. Well, great. So 14 Dairy Queens all over, mainly East Texas. East Texas. Okay. Okay, great. Um, so I know we've known you. I've known you. Jerry's known you for over 30 years. So tell mm -hmm. everyone your amazing story of how you came to be a Dairy Queen franchise owner. And I mean, start well, at college and work your way up because there's a right, well, story there. Uh, I went to Oklahoma State. I don't know how amazing the story is, but um, <laughs> yes. I went to Oklahoma State and got my degree in hotel and restaurant administration, which is largely a business type of degree. Um, I've always been in the restaurant business, started working when I was 13. Um, and the restaurant business is how I met Jerry. Um, we worked together uh, at a hotel called Harvey Hotel in Plano. Um, I was managing one of the restaurant outlets and Jerry was doing uh, banquets. Um, and that was so fine I, dining, right? Yes. That was fine so I, dining. I've done everything from fast food to fine dining, uh, Italian, you know, everything casual, fast casual, kind of everything um, in between. Um, and then uh, fast forward about uh, 1990 or so, started working for a uh, Dairy Queen operator in West Texas as a uh, district manager, uh, did that for five years. Um, and, you know, during this time, I've always tried to do my own business. Um, I dabbled with that, um, a little bit from time to time. 
never could get anything really off the ground up and running. But um, at, at one point then there was an operator who was uh, uh, kind of in, in uh, a little bit of a problem and I was able to uh, go in and take over um, one of his stores here in East Texas um, and just, you know, one day at a time, um, was able to get another one and then, uh, took over, uh, a third store. Um, and, uh, you know, the first two I took weren't real, real big, weren't real great stores. The, uh, the last one was the third one was a pretty good store. Um, and just kept building from there until, um, I bought another store on my own. And then I operated three stores for about 20 years, um, and built those up to where, um, we, we tripled the sales and the, the business and, and, you know, I worked, um, I lived in, uh, you know, government housing when I first started, cause I, I paid myself about $500 a month and, um, then I got to pay myself a thousand dollars a month and, and then I finally got to move out of there and, you know, just, just a little bit every year, things got a little better, um, year by year and, um, uh, been operating three stores, uh, pretty successfully for about 20 years. And then, um, uh, Chris, my business partner came to me, he was working for Dairy Queen um as a field consultant and there was another operator this time in east texas that he was going through some problems and um he needed to sell his stores and the bank was very eager for someone to make a deal and so um we went in together and um took over nine of his stores in east texas and then since that time we've added two more and so now we have uh, a total um, with my original three and then the ones we bought have a total of 14 stores uh, that the two of us um, operate. And, and um, I think we're done for a while. So a lot to keep up with. Gets us up to present day. Yeah. I know that there was somebody who went the went an extra mile to help you get your first store. Can you share real quickly that story about how you purchased your, who helped you and how you got your first store? Because like you said, you didn't have anything when you started this, so. Well, the, really a combination of two or three different people. I mean, I, the, the man that, that owned, that I actually bought the store from, Barney Chapman, he had 99 stores. Um, and he was having, um, he was at the point where, um, a lot of the stores were older stores. They needed, had a lot of repairs and maintenance that, um, the volume, they just couldn't keep up with. So, um, I came into town and I said, uh, Barney, I understand you're, you're, you got all these stores for sale. And, and I said, let's make a deal. And he said, well, you got any money? I said, no. I said, um, I said, I don't, I said, I have a truck out there. 
and it's in a U-Haul trailer. I said, everything I have is in that truck in U-Haul trailer. And he said, well, I'll tell you what, let's, he had two different lists of stores. He had a list. I'm, I'm thinking one list was a really good list and one, and one list was a not so good list. So he took the really good list of stores and he stuck it in a drawer and he gave me the other list. He said, well, go look at these, see if there's something there you think you can make work. So I did. And that first store was in Kaufman, Texas. Um, Barney even loaned me $3,000 to uh, make my first payroll. Um, I lived with my uh, sister in Plano at the time. So I um, lived with her for about three months trying to get my feet off the ground. Um, my, my old boss in West Texas, Doris, um, wrote me a very nice recommendation to Dairy Queen, recommending me to um, take over because, you know, Dairy Queen, typically you buy a new franchise, you have to have uh, thousands of dollars to buy the franchise and you have to have hundreds of thousands of dollars of net worth and cash flow and I had none of that um and they were just at the point just throw it throw it against the wall and see what sticks and so um I guess I stuck and uh Doris wrote me a real nice letter to Dairy Queen recommended me a couple other people did too so uh it was really a, a combination of uh people that I've uh, met along the way. And, um, Barney, I knew Barney a little bit, uh, prior to him selling me the store. So, um, I bought one from him and I, I say bought, I really just signed the papers. I didn't really have anything to buy it with. And I did the same thing with the second store. Um, and then he, he had one other store that was on the good list. And he said, you've done such a good job with these. And I said, I'd really like to have that one. And uh, that was Will's Point. And so uh, we were able to make that work. And, uh, and Will's Point was really kind of a key to, to getting things done because it, it had a much better potential than the other stores. So um, I still have one of those original stores in Crandall. Um, I don't have Kaufman anymore. So um, then since that time, been able to add another one and, and um, make them work. Yeah. So was there any specific training you received? I'm listening to you talk and I'm thinking, okay, what was it or what training did he get that kind of helped you know how to bring this stuff to the table or, or, or just know how to move yourself forward in your career that attributed to your success with all this? Well, like I said, um, my degree the degree in hotel or restaurant did, I mean, it's not a food degree. Um, the biggest thing with that was just the, some of the business classes, um, accounting, um, you know, the financial work. Um, yeah. and then I've just been doing this since I was 13. So I, I know, you know, I could hit my, hit the ground with my feet running and, you know, knew what needed to be done just because I've done it so much and so many times. So, um, Where'd you start working at 13? At a, I'm, like I said, originally from Oklahoma City. So this is a place called Coit's Drive-In. I'm not sure if it's still there. I don't think so. Uh, Coit's is kind of a sonic type of a, a drive-in. And my father died when I was young. I, need, I wanted a bicycle. We couldn't afford it. So I 
went to work and I worked there long enough to buy my bicycle. And then uh, <laughs> my next job was um, uh, at, at 15 uh, when I started working at a restaurant as a busboy and dishwasher. So thinking about everything you've gone through and all the hurdles you've had to overcome, what's one word that helped you persevere through it and, and why that word? Well, I think you just said it, persevere, you know, perseverance. Um, you just have to stick it out because you're not going to have, not every day is going to be great. Uh, you know, when you run your own business, there's always going to be um, challenges. Um, you know, whether it's going to be um, equipment in this business, um, you know, cooking equipment, heating and air conditioning equipment, you know, an ice cream machine is $20,000 and uh, an air conditioner, a new air conditioner is $20,000. If a compressor goes out, it's $8,000. Um, you're always going to have challenges um, in front of you. And you just have to remember to keep yourself in a situation where you can, you can handle it, where you can, you know, financially don't get yourself too far out. Um, as the saying goes, don't get too far out in front of your skis. Yeah. Um, but, and, and just stick it out, just, just stick it out and, and talk to people um, and say, you know, if you need help, can you help me? You know, um, you know, I've had a good relationship with uh, Dairy Queen throughout the years. There's been times when um, I said, you know, I have an issue. I can't, I can't pay this month, or I, you know, you know, I can't quite make this. But here's what I can do: don't overpromise. But when you do promise to do something, keep your word and do what you say you're going to do. And um, um, so I've had people willing to work with me over, over time, because when I tell them, you know, I can't do this, but I can do that for you. They know they're going to get that. Yeah. And I, I think that says a lot about your character too. The fact that you do stick with it and you do do it no matter what the cost, no matter what the outcome. So, um, we were recently at a legends networking breakfast. It was on zoom and the guest speaker was talking about um, reading and how reading helps to build great leaders. Not only do you gain knowledge, but you can, you know, read um, books that take you and travel through time or travel to different areas, but you, you gain knowledge and you, your vocabulary grows and it strengthens. And it also helps you understand different perspectives from you know, listening to the writer. So what book have you read that has helped you and how? Um, you know, most of what I read, I, I do read a lot of faith-based um, books. Um, I read, um, I read a few biographies um, one, one book I'm reading now is kind of a combination of, of business. I, I read a lot of business, you know, books about business. A uh, little book I'm reading now is, uh, um, I'm paraphrase the title, but something, the title is something like, you know, business, running a business to glorify God. So it's kind of a combination of a faith-based and business, um, you know, that, 
that making a profit isn't isn't a sin. It's not a four letter word. Um, and how to to you know, and I've read a couple of books like this before, running a business in such a way that it does glorify God that you're, you know, you treat your employees fairly, um, things like that. And then uh, one book I read years ago, um, which um, I still kind of use some of the principles is, is called Zap. And um, it's just about um, growing a business and growing your leadership team um, delegating, um, getting out of the mindset that you don't have to be the one to put out all the fires and how to, you know, how to keep some of the fires from happening in the first place, that kind of thing. So that, that was always a, a, a fun book and, and one that I, uh, you know, still kind of use some of those principles from. And it's called ZAP, Z-A-P? Z-A-P-P. Z-A-P-P. Okay. That's a good book. It sounds like a good book to read. Um, I know you've had different people in your life that have been an influence to you, but who would you say has been your greatest mentor and, and what have they done for you? Why, why are they such a great mentor? Well, really I've had two, you know, my earlier years, um, you know, when I was in high school working, um, I worked for a man named Bob Clift, uh, again, from Oklahoma city. Um, and Bob had a few different restaurants. And, you know, by the time I was a junior, senior, I was an assistant manager, nighttime manager for him. I uh, did that um, still throughout some years in college on weekends and things during the summer. Um, and he really um, encouraged me uh, to look at the restaurant business as a career. Uh, that wasn't my intent when I was in high school um, and helped me get some scholarships, um, really let me get involved uh, in a way that a young person um, fresh out of college or still in college, it's hard to get that opportunity. So um, I learned a lot about the restaurant business before I even got to college uh, because of Bob. And then um, after, you know, the, my later years, once I got involved with the Dairy Queens, um, my boss, um, when I worked uh, for Doris out West, David Stanton, um, I left and I, I worked uh, somewhere else as a district manager for a little while. Um, and then during that time, David had left the company and he bought his own Dairy Queen. And when I got my first Dairy Queen in Kaufman and then Wills Point, I come to realize that David's store was only about 45 minutes from me, a little farther to the east. So um, we became very good friends. And, you know, I was always able to give David a call and ask him about this situation or that or financing and different you know, financial aspects of the business that I wasn't sure about. Um, and so he's, he's always, he's been a good friend and a good uh, person to bounce things off of. Uh, in fact, um, store number 13 um, was a store that he owned. He sold it to his daughter and then she just recently sold it to us last year. So um, in fact, last week I called David about another circumstance that I have and got his opinion. So. 
so those two guys really, uh, for the most part, have given me the most amount of help. So it was Bob in Oklahoma, right? Yes. Okay. Were you interested and in, were you even interested in pursuing a RIM degree before that? Or was that just because of his guidance and leading you that you kind of felt like that's what the way you should go? No, I, you know, when I was first in, in high school, thinking about going to college, um, actually, I was looking into biology and oceanography and, um, um, you know, looking at, at degrees like that. Um, and I worked in restaurants, like I said, since I was 15 and, you know, by the time I'm 17, 18, you know, now I'm assistant manager. And so, um, the restaurant business has always been a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, just over time, you know, when, even when I first started, uh, college, I started with a, a minor in biology. And uh, just over time, I, you know, he he encouraged me. He said, you know, uh, he goes, you, you got a good future in this. You're really good at doing, you know, dealing with people and employees and just handling the stress of day to day. You know, the it can be a pretty stressful job. You're, you know, you work a lot of hours and things. So, um, you know, eventually I decided to go ahead and change my major over and stick with it. So. Now I know why you like to go deep sea fishing so much. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you and your catches of the year. So, okay. Um, I want to go back to something you had mentioned earlier. You were talking about that a lot of the books that you read are faith-based books. I know you're very active in your church. Um, can you just kind of tell the listeners um, what role faith has played you feel in your success and, and on that same thing in your relationship with others, because you kind of mentioned about that you've been good with people and good with, um, employees and that you just seem to have that knack and Bob saw that in you. I see that in you. You've sang at church for a long time. So I know there's got to be something there. So can you just kind of tell our listeners how faith is, how you feel faith is played in all of that and in your relationship with other people? Well, there's one verse. Um, I, I haven't been one to, I, I, I can't, I haven't been one to memorize a lot of verses and tell you, you know, a chapter and book and where something is but there is one verse that has always been how I I try to deal with business and personal and that's to do unto others as you want them to do unto you and that's really as with with Chris too you know he feels the same way and we tell um, when we ta have taken over these stores we tell the managers you know, our philosophy of managing is just that you treat everybody else, whether it's the customer or your employee, you treat everybody else as you want to be treated, the golden rule. And um, if you'll just do that one thing, that you will be successful. 
And I mean, there's other things that go into it, but yeah, but that one, that one thing will help you be as successful as anything in, in my opinion. And when you're dealing with um, whether it's the bank or customers, uh, a, a customer that loves you, a customer that's not happy with you, um, that will help you more than anything, I think. And just remember that um, you never know um, what's going on with a certain individual uh, customer that's mad over you, that's, that gets upset with you over something that you think is not a big deal and they make a huge deal out of it. Um, or somebody that you, you know, do business with, um, whether it's a, your franchisor or your business partner or the bank or whoever. Uh, but just, but again, just um, treating other people the way you want to be treated um, when you say you're going to do something to live up to your word and, um, you know, follow through with what you, what you promise. Do you feel that way when you're dealing with just friends and, and I think personally, yeah, sure. Personally too, you know, um, you know, whether it's, it's, uh, you know, a personal relationship with someone from church or someone that you just met, um, you know, I just think that, that, that respect with people is what, uh, is what matters. Okay. Yeah, I do too. We teach the same thing here at our office. So I'm glad you brought that up. Um, um, as we know, this past year has been difficult for everyone and in different ways for different people. Um, what aspects of your business strategy did you have to change? And, and what have you learned from all of this? Um, I think that, that um, you know, again, you have to just be a little more flexible. Um, you know, in our business uh, over time, uh, you always want to stay away from overtime. That's never been a good thing. But with the short, with with the challenges of hiring, um, you, you can't always do that. You've got to be more flexible with with your expectations. Um, so things like that, we um, we've changed how we work in the drive through. You know, we've changed things as far as um, takeout orders um online ordering we've added you know parts to our business that we uh weren't keying on before we you know try to key on a little bit more um fortunately the fast food business has you know we we were well positioned for this covid it it you know there's a couple of scary months but for the most part um we've been very blessed yeah that's wonderful um we know i'm gonna kind of ask you another question on that same topic. Um, I know that in today's environment that staffing is a challenge and you just brought that up. Um, what positions are you hiring for and who can they contact for that? Because I know that you're looking for people. I've seen it on your boards. So everybody, yeah. I mean you see the you see the signs everywhere you look, you'll see signs it's now hiring. Uh, we are no exception to that. We're we're looking for all positions. Um, we have, you know, we have stores that go from Wills Point, Crandall, this area, all the way into Texarkana. Um, and, 
you know, assistant managers, managers, um, uh, everything in between we're looking for. They can they can go to my email. It's jdpdq at yahoo.com um, if there's anybody out there looking. Um, so we, we try to, um, you know, our store managers all, you know, they get insurance and 401 and uh, we pay them well and um, assistant managers, you know, um, everybody has the opportunity to do the, the 401. Um, if they choose to, we participate in that uh, forum. Um, Full-time people have insurance. Um, so we really try to, uh, you know, the same, my success comes from my store managers and my store managers, we try to remind them that their success comes from their employees. So we, you know, I want my managers to have a little uh, better um, experience uh, than I did. You know, I want them to be more successful than I was when I was at the store level managing a store. And so um, that's always been our goal. Well, and I think that says a lot about what you and Chris are trying to accomplish too together. So um, for our listeners out there who are interested in starting their own restaurant or that maybe want to buy a food franchise somewhere, um, what would you advise them in starting in today's world? I mean, like what kind of tips would you give them? That's well, if they're really, <laughs> if they're really interested, I could probably talk them out of it in about 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> but if they were hardheaded and they were going to do it regardless, um, it really depends on how you see yourself in business. Okay. If you are one that you want to cook and you want to you want to be creative and you you want to learn or you want to have your own place and and you want to create the dishes and or you want to use mama's recipes and all that kind of thing and you're going to do an independent restaurant um that is that is one where you will need to be um in your stores um every day because your personality is as much of that as as anything um there's a restaurant in Quinlan and it's an Italian restaurant and Dino, he, he's closed on Mondays, but the other six days a week, Dino's there every single day and he's there pretty much open to close. Um, and he loves it. That's what he's always done. And um, we go there quite often. And, uh, you know, so if that's the type of restaurant you're looking at, um, you know, make sure that you understand financial what it takes to uh, financially be successful at the store, you know, food costs, labor costs, all those good things. If you don't know those things, you know, talk to somebody that does uh, um, and get, you know, go work in a restaurant if you haven't. If your idea is more of a, just from a pure business standpoint and you're looking at a franchise and you really don't have designs to be in the store working every day, franchises are a good way to go. They do all of your research and development for you. They have recipes standardized. They have procedures standardized. Um, again, depending on where you are in the business world, you know, you might have to go in and, and they will probably require that you work in that store for a period of time before you uh, go on to the next one. 
So it just really depends on, on kind of where you see yourself. Um, but if you've never been in the restaurant business and you want to get in the restaurant business, go find your favorite place that you love to eat, that you love to go to, and tell the guy that, uh, hey, can I come work just a little bit at night or on a weekend just to kind of see what it's like? And he'd probably say, sure, free labor, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the hands-on experience is what I'm hearing. And that hands-on mm-hmm. experience is going to let you know whether or not it's really something you want to do or not. If it's for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds like it. Because I know you spent a lot of hours in this when you first started out. Not that you don't now, but I mean, a lot of hours. And you worked for a lot of different places to kind of get an idea of what it was like with, you know, like Sarducci's was like fine Italian dining. And yes, that yes. is totally different than what you do now. But I think it all helped in building this, this um, you know, your, your career and your success for you. So, well, even, you know, even, even in fast food, you, you can go above and beyond what people expect um, as far as service and, you know, the, the person that came in Sarducci's that, you know, might have been spending $50 a plate, they got the same attention as the person that comes into my Dairy Queen, you know, when I was at the store, um, they got the same, same attention as far as um, I might have spent more time with, you know, um, at a table with, with somebody at the, at the fine dining, because we didn't have as many tables at Dairy Queen, you're running people through a lot obviously more people through at a lower price point, but that doesn't mean I don't give them any less attention, you know, and I want to yeah. make sure that their experience is just as good, you know, the for quality. what they're getting. Yep, yeah. The quality of service that you're, yeah. Cause I've made it several year different ones and I see things. So um, as we start to wrap up um, this first edition, I wanted to ask you one question about us. And that was, We've been doing, how long have we been insuring your Dairy Queens now for what? Well, I, the, the, my first one, you know, probably since um, 98. 98. Okay. So all of your success has been since 98. Okay. So, and we've had you as a personal client before that. So both from the personal and the commercial side, can you just kind of tell our listeners what is, an asset about our agency for as far as from an insurance standpoint and what we do for you personally and for your restaurants, what is something that you feel is an asset we have or something that we do for you that you feel like is very important? Well, like I said, you know, Jerry and I first met, you know, at the hotel, Harvey Hotels in Plano. And so he he's, kind of the same mindset and so are you where he's going to give the best possible service that he can and when especially when it comes to my commercial accounts um because he's been doing this for so long that he knows what is needed you know what what little pieces of the policy because with commercial it's different you know with with personal um you know car insurance is fairly standardized, but with commercial, um, based on your business, based on 
uh, what your business looks like, different things. Um, you know, there's a lot of different things, the age of your business um, that he knows that I would have never thought that, okay, that needs to be included in the policy or, or whatever. Um, and of course, you know, I can, I can give him a call and say, Hey, um, I've got this problem or, um, I need you to add something on, or if there's a claim. And so, um, he's, you guys are great in handling, you know, any of the issues that I've had. Um, but I think that that personal knowledge of not only for me, cause he does know the restaurant business, but, but just being in the insurance business and working with so many different clients that if you own a hardware store, chances are he's insured a hardware store somewhere down the road. If you ha have a cleaners, he's insured a cleaners somewhere and he's going to be able to make, you know, you might want to think about getting this added to your coverage because I've seen this before. Um, and so, uh, you know, having that kind of knowledge has been real helpful. Great. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate that. Um, well, that's all that I have. Um, you have any other comments or any thoughts that you would like no. to share? No, okay, well, appreciate it. I love talking about myself. So I yeah, I, I know you don't. So I know that. But but I think you are a good start to what we're trying to achieve here. And you've given some some people, I'm sure, some things to think about and and some different um, ideas on, on how to handle things. And, and that's what we're doing this for is, is to help others. So we appreciate your time, your talents and everything that you do um, and glorifying the Lord in all that you do. So uh, thank you. And so, um, so with the, that was our first edition, please join us. Um, and I think it's going to be, what, about two weeks now. I'm sorry, Julie's sitting here next to me. We're going to have our next one. And this is going to be an up and rising star with Remax. So you'll get to see and hear all about how he has went to training, had to learn the entire business, take classes all the way up to how he's selling homes now and is a rising star with them. So with that, I want to leave you my last blessing. Um, and this is an Irish blessing, and this is coming from some of my background, but may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face, the rain fall softly upon your fields. And until we talk again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Thanks, Kimmy. Thanks. See you. Bye. Yeah. Bye.